So I'm going to take a bit. I'm going to steal a bit from another show. Beloved show. Generally beloved show. About some brothers. But they have bits where they talk about upcoming movies. And since all three of us are here, and I know we're all very excited for an upcoming movie. And when this comes out, it's the day before the movie comes out. So I feel like it is appropriate for us to talk about the upcoming Paw Patrol movie. Do you have predictions? Do you have expectations? Is this our Paw Patrol watch? Paw Patrol watch, baby. Oh, Paw Patrol (laughs) the movie. I've never seen an episode of the show. Played with a lot of the toys, though. The toys are good. The toys are solid. Who's who's my favorite one? The one in the wheelchair? Rex. Rex. Yeah, Rex is good. He has dinosaur powers. Sure. He does. And he is Naturally. a disabled person on a kid's show. That's important. Mm-hmm. Teacher you need kids. that representation. Teacher kids that disabled people are just normal. I haven't seen him in the previews of the movie, though, so I don't think he's repping the movie. Surely. Yeah. I don't know if they get into that part of the mythos of... Probably not. Paw Patrol getting into the fact that there's a cave near Adventure Bay that leads you to dinosaur land. It does. Ooh, they're not great at naming things. Well, are I don't know. They? If it, I don't know if it's called Dinosaur Land, but well, it's Adventure mind, Bay. Adventure Bay. Okay, that's where they live. And Foggy Bottom. It's, it's where, where the nefarious. Yeah, Humdinger. Um, Humdinger. He's a he's a Donald Trump type. Mm. I would say, constantly up to no good, never gets in any real trouble. He does not. Okay. Okay. Basic rich white man. Always up to no good. Mm-hmm. But he loves cats. Oh, well, that's not good for Paw Patrol. No. Cats would never get there on the double. They'd get there in their own time. There is actually an episode of the show where Mayor Humdinger and his cats try to, like, throw off the Paw Patrol, and they form the kitty crew, and they set up a bunch of disasters and then save the day so, like, the Paw Patrol kind of gets put to shame a little bit. I feel like it's kind of a trope of Mm. shows where, like, the bad guy team is good for, like, an episode, but then they're really, like, staging all the accidents. It's like in Power Rangers when they make the evil Power Rangers team. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or there's an episode of X-Men Evolution where the Brotherhood causes a problem, but then ends up saving people because they didn't mean to, and then they're like, there's something to this hero stuff because people like us and give us things. So then they start causing problems to then save the day, Mm. and it ends up backfiring in a big way. The, the Venn diagram of, like, Boy Meets World fans, 2001 X-Men Saturday morning cartoon. And Paw Patrol. And Paw Patrol. <laughs> like, <laughs> me. Yeah, it's Cameron. It's just Cameron. <laughs> I am firmly at the center of that circle. Yes, you are. Uh, Cameron, I, I had a bit for you as well. Uh-huh. So, Nikki, our guest here, who we haven't introduced yet because this is just a cold open, um, she has cousins, and they have named their kids thusly. I want you to guess the Are fourth. Are we putting one. them on blast? Is this no? Is this no. going to be uncomfortable? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> Their kids' names. Is this are... like one of those riddles where it's like, no, the kids are Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. What's the third one's name? No. What is the third one's name? But it just it tickles me, and as a fellow music lover, I think it will tickle you. So their kids' names are Journey, uh-huh. Cash, and Presley. What do you imagine the fourth kid's name is? Who's on that level? Hmm. I could see Prince. Yeah. It's a good Jackson choice. Jackson or Ooh. Michael. Either one. Good choices. Good choices. Um, bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> Jovi. <laughs> Jovi. Um, Sticks. <laughs> Sticks. That would be. Ooh. Sticks, get over here. Is it a boy or a girl? Boy. It's boy. Okay. That helps. Um, goodness. So it's like an. Well, that's not 80s. That's a, that's quite a bit. Yeah, it's, like, it's a wide range. Mm hmm. 
Axel. No. Guns. These are all roses. Great guesses. <laughs> <laughs> would you would you would you like me to tell you? Uh-huh. Give me a hint. American Idol. <laughs> Clay <Yeah>. Aiken? <laughs> no. Aerosmith. <laughs> I don't know. Randy Jackson. <laughs> are they on American Lionel Richie? Luke Bryan. Katy Perry. All these people were on American Idol? They're all judges. Oh, judges, not Is a judge. it someone who won? Competed. Competed? Mm-hmm. Did they win? No. Taylor no. Hicks. No. Guess Chris so. Daughtry. Daughtry? Daughtry. Wow. <laughs> so, Elvis Presley, <laughs> Johnny Cash, Journey, Chris Daughtry. <laughs> One of these is not like the other. Like, go then. But It just tickles me to no <laughs> end. He's, he's a Daughtry for sure. <laughs> yeah. Stouffer's, unless someone real decides to sponsor us. This is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Chance. I'm your other host, Cameron. Hey, Cameron. We're just having a great time here tonight. Having a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. A lot of laughs. Uh, for a episode that tangentially touches on genocide. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of laughs. <laughs> we gotta get it where, where it is. Mm-hmm. How are you tonight? I'm doing pretty good. I, I, nice, I already asked nice you Nice evening. <laughs> but yeah, I think you did. It's true. We ate pizza mm-hmm. before this. We have two returning guests with us tonight. Only one I will introduce in song. One is our perennial sponsor, <laughs> Bishop Cider Company. <laughs> Bishop Cider Company, get you some. Get you some, yeah. It's uh, naturally gluten-free, vegan-friendly, Texas craft cider. Mm -hmm. I can know all that because it's written on the can. And get the Texas tea flavor. Pineapple apple tastes more like cider, but the Texas tea, I don't know what it tastes like. It's just so smooth. It's delightful. The strawberry one's good when it's really, really cold. Yeah, it has to be really, really cold. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Pecan pie is all right. It was all right. I got pretty tired of it pretty quick. Yeah. But our other guest Mm -hmm. deserves being introduced in song. She's returning to us once again. Yes. Um, it's the tradition to bring Bitcher Cider Company when she's on. Bring what now? Bishop Cider Company. I said Bitcher Cider Company. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, chance. It's still Olympics time, bitch. We're trying. Not when this comes out. <laughs> um, we're, we're trying to get them in our corner. You can't mess up their name. <laughs> All right. This anyway. Embarrassing. Introducing in song. Uh, anyway, introducing in song. Here she is, Nikki Worthley. Cause it's Nikki Worthley, Nikki Worthley, coming on our show, Boy Meets World Fever, that's what she's doing, it's good to know I got friends who'll always podcast with me, cause it's Nikki Worthley. Yay! <laughs> never gets old, never gets old. Boy Meets World <laughs> Fever is filmed in front of a live studio audience. If the live studio audience is just us. Mm-hmm. We are it. Um, so, here we are. Another holiday episode. Mm-hmm. I think our first holiday episode since... The last holiday episode. Well, since the New Year's episode <laughs> that you were also on. I was. You just keep bringing me along for the holidays. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of TV holidays between those two. That's true. When TV typically runs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our next episode, though, is also a holiday episode. Yeah. There's a Christmas episode next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel like Thanksgiving... 
and Christmas are like the two big holidays. Halloween. Halloween. Because TV is not typically like a standard sitcom run. It's like August, September to May. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have that. The Middle always did a Mother's Day episode, mm-hmm. which is always really good. <laughs> yeah. I never watched The Middle, so. Yeah. It's a good it's a good one. Um, We'd also do like Homecoming. I feel like that was always one, like football homecoming, which isn't really a holiday holiday, but it's like a small town. (laughs) You've never been to Texas. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) You're right. I I actually have been to Texas quite a bit. I don't know. It just felt like I think someone from Texas would say. (laughs) In Texas it is. Friday Night Lights and whatnot. But remember the Titans. That wasn't in Texas. But it's high school football. I don't know anything about football. The middle's you know also this. not in Texas. Biggie, welcome back for another holiday episode. <laughs> so glad to have you. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, we've got a real interesting Christmas episode next week. I was about to say that this was a real interesting Christmas episode. No, next week. But this week we've got a, um, a something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a Thanksgiving episode. Some, some sort of, probably the most popular or fam- well-known holiday episode. Of the oh, show. Yeah. Just across the board. Yeah, I can't think of one that would be more mm-hmm. iconic. They don't really have one. any others that are, like, nearly as strong in terms of, like, memorability. Because, hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, sense. season two, there was a Christmas episode that you didn't even really realize was a Christmas episode until the end when it, like, did a picture and it was like, Happy Holidays from Boy Meets World Fever. Or, not Fever. <laughs> just Boy Meets World. <laughs> yeah. And you're kind of like, oh, I guess this was the Christmas episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's the Halloween episode where Corey is turning into a werewolf, but it's really a metaphor for him going through puberty and being confused. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But that's not nearly as iconic. It's yeah. more it, just perplexing. And people call, and then there was Sean a Halloween episode, but it released in February. Yeah, I was like, it's episode like 14 or 15. Strange. It, yeah. And then there was Sean was there. Um, it's the most famous episode of Women's World, and it is a Scream, scream parody episode. That was um, really good. <laughs> Yeah. It's good. I've never seen Scream. It's, it's fantastic. Um, it's all about there's a murderer in, loose in the school. Ooh. Um, it's by far the most popular episode of Boy Meets World. Whenever mm-hmm. you like, you bring up Boy Meets World to someone who like watched the whole thing, but then like hasn't in a long time, they're like, oh yeah, I just love that episode where Sean uh, has like is trapped in the school with the killers. Mm-hmm. The killers. They sing. Uh, yeah, Mr. The Brightside. Mr. Brightside. Exactly. <laughs> I first thought that's how they actually debuted the song. <laughs> that's not true. Jennifer Love Hewitt is in it though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. it's really it's quality. So we'll get there, but it's not it's not a Halloween episode. No, anyone who says it's a Halloween episode is wrong. It feels like one, mm-hmm. and it would belong in that spot, but it was released in February. Mm. Yeah, just the classic Halloween in February. Mm-hmm. Christmas in July, Halloween <laughs> in February. Mm-hmm. Valentine's Day is kind of like Halloween to some people. Am I right? I don't know sure. why I'm doing these why bad jokes. Why do you keep doing these voices? Must not be from Texas, am I right? <laughs> no. In Texas, we celebrate Halloween and Valentine's. Uh, it's it's the booze. It's the booze talking. Really, though? No, it's not. It's not. It's just chance. Okay. So this is probably the most iconic holiday episode of Boy Meets World. Definitely. Um, it's definitely the one that's trying to say the most. Mm-hmm. And I think it says something good. Yeah. It's just a very circuitous path. Yeah. And nobody looks good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, Corey and Sean look fine. 
Yeah. Alan and Amy don't look great. Chet and Verna don't look great. No one in the trailer park looks great. We'll talk about how that's maybe a problem. Yeah. Um, Frankie's fine. Yeah, Frankie's great. Herman's Frankie. wonderful. Wait, Herman or Herbert? Herman. Oh, okay. I wrote down Herbert for some reason. Herman. There is a Herbert. The old man is Herbert. Oh, you're right. The old man is Herbert. That's where I got that. Um, yeah, so they are great. This is this is a good episode. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just get started talking about it. Genocide. Always, always good. <laughs> In history about. class, Feeney is teaching his students about classism, mm-hmm. but he's using a very famous double genocide. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those at home who don't know, uh, Feeney is talking about the Rwanda Civil War, um, <clears throat> which was a like six yearish conflict between the Hutus and the Tutsis. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened in Rwanda. Basically, um, the Hutus pushed the Tutsis out of Rwanda, and they set up a huge refugee like nation, basically in mm-hmm. Uganda. Yes. Um, and this happened in like '93, and then in '94 they formed the uh, Rwanda Patriot Union, the R, the RFU. The Hutus did. No, the Tutsis. The Tutsis did. Were they the ones that were pushed out? Yeah, yes. they were the ones who were pushed out. And they invaded um, They invaded Rwanda, and the Hutus and the Tutsis had a brutal civil war. They killed their leader first. Well, right. not yet. Not yet? Not yet. Um, um, those first. So the war, the civil war, like, was supposed to end when the oh, um, right. Hutu leader signed a peace treaty. Um, the Hutu leader signed a peace treaty basically saying, like, we're sorry. And we can coexist. And then his own people assassinated him. And that led to what's called the Rwanda Genocide, where the Hutus massacred between 500,000 and 800,000 Tutsis. Mm -hmm. This galvanized all of the Tutsis in Uganda, and they just did a mass invasion. Um, And all the Tutsis that were left basically pushed out all the Hutus. And the Tutsis took over. Cut to uh, 1996, and this is the conflict that Feeney is talking about. Cut to 1996 when um, the Tutsis, who technically, as uh, Feeney would call them, they have everything, even though mass genocide was <laughs> committed against them. Uh-huh. And they were <laughs> refugees pushed out not yeah. two years before. Yeah. Um, they The Hutus settled in the Congo. It wasn't called the Congo at that time. Um, it was like Zaire or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they reinvade, and the Tutsis massacre two hundred thousand of them. <laughs> in the second Rwanda genocide, where the Tutsis massacre the Hutu, um, and then they basically sign a peace treaty saying they'll be one nation. And now Rwanda has uh, two different days of remembrance for two different genocides between the Hutus and the Tutsis. But it's all about classism. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, it's just so funny because like. Feeding's like the Tutsis, the haves, and the Hutus, the have-nots. And it's like, they were the haves like two years ago and committed a abhorrent mass genocide. Mm-hmm. Like, just taking <laughs> that. So uh, Feeney is reducing a, a conflict that was very severe, especially in 96. So it was very fresh on people's minds. But it's about an African genocide. Mm-hmm. And he's reducing it to like, <laughs> the haves and the have-nots are in conflict. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, I'm not trying to defend this, but I'm going to try to attempt to explain it. Okay. I gave a lot of qualifiers there. I'm going to try to attempt to. Um, This conflict took place in Africa. Even as he's explaining it, Corey and Sean are like, he's just making these things up. And I feel like there's a tendency 
to not really think deeply about conflicts that are happening in other places, especially in Africa, mm-hmm. which is really wrong and really not not okay. I'm not trying to justify it. I'm just trying to explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can understand why the writers of the show and therefore Mr. Feeney would kind of reduce it to this kind of extreme bare bones sort of thing, which we've seen them do before. Mm-hmm. In really troubling ways, talking about John Brown. Yes. Um, and so it makes sense to me that they would kind of reduce it to this and say, oh, it's just a conflict between people who have stuff and people who don't have stuff. And there's no nuance to the discussion. There's not even any like actual talk about what actually happened mm-hmm. yeah. by anybody. Um, because ultimately it's like a very white neighborhood talking about a conflict in a very not white part of the world That's and so point. it's just we're completely removed and i'm going to talk about it in a way that makes me comfortable mm-hmm. or as mm-hmm. uncomfortably comfortable as i can be comfortably uncomfortable yeah i think high schools in that time period anyway in their history classes did this a lot so i think it was pretty common in white america to talk about history this way mm-hmm. anyway so yeah I, that's what my history classes were like growing up it was just the one-sided and very bare bones and didn't get into any of the real issues of what was going on. Mm-hmm. It was just this Even is what like it was. world history was like mm-hmm. ancient cultures and World War One and World War II. Uh, yep, exactly. It's like not really anything. And, and we're even seeing that now with like a lot of pushback. We're like in the state of Texas where they've removed Martin Luther King from the curriculum. They've removed... They did? They did. They said you don't have to... The, he was a required thing to be taught in Texas schools, and now he's not. How do you as of, How do you spin them as anything other than racist? You don't? Well, they've got to be saying, we're not racist, but... Well, I don't know what they're saying, but it, it doesn't make any sense, and it can't be justified. It's the most ridiculous thing ever. Hmm. Huh. I didn't know that. So yeah, just like this, comfort is more important than reality, Yeah. I guess. And so I see where this is coming from because this is where it was even more of that where from the point of this episode to like even just like a year ago where it was becoming more and more like this is kind of what's really happening we need to like face the facts Mm -hmm. and now there's like a big pushback against that of like this isn't the true look at history this makes you question everything that we've done and then just history becomes propaganda Mm -hmm. um and we're like seeing that happen now and so there's like a big swing from 96 to like 2021 and now we're they're trying to swing it in the other direction trying to swing it back mm-hmm. i don't like that <laughs> me neither um and i think this is something we do with history like i don't fault this episode much for this i just think it as much as you can find anything that involves genocide funny i think it's kind of funny that they've reduced it down to this mm-hmm. um but I, I feel like we do this with history all the time like we, we're from the bible belt and one of the things that annoys me the most about the Bible Belt is we do this with the Bible a lot, but we don't like talk about it like it's history. We talk about it like, and how does this relate to us? And what does this teach us about our lives? What's the parable here? Like, like it's not a parable. Like Jack be nimble, Jack be jig, quick. Jack, Jack, Jack jumped over the candlestick. That whole thing is like a whole song about, hey, don't play with fire. You're gonna catch on fire and die. Like, good. Song. <laughs> yeah, there's like four more versions to that, that song. <laughs> nice. Um, but, like, we, we've just grown up with, like, stories being, like, what does this say about me and my situation? Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like this is what Feeney's doing is, like, well, like, these kids can't relate to genocide, but they can relate to classism. So. Yeah. 
I find that kids are much more able to understand and want to know what's going on more than anything. Let let me be clear. I think what I just said is bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's like I had school on January 7th of this year Mm -hmm. and had to talk to all my students about what happened on January 6th. (laughs) <laughs> and they handled it very maturely and like they I was like write down questions don't sign your name just write them down and I'll try to answer them as best as I can based on what I know so far of the situation but like they're very mature and they're like we don't know what's going on but we want to talk about it mm-hmm. so it's like and they're 11 <laughs> yeah kids are smarter than we give them credit for mm-hmm. but that's what Jim is talking about in class um and um and Sean and Corey are being a little racist but a little but very funny. Mm-hmm. I would say not intentionally so. No, no. But definitely privileged white um, person. Just uninformed ignorance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he he's like Uganda, R- Rwanda, uh whatever co- the Congo was called. I I can see the word in my mind. I just can't remember how to pronounce it. It's like Z E I R Z A I R E Z A I R E. Yeah, Zaire. Zaire. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, he's like saying like Zaire, Rwanda, Hutus, Tutsis, and they're just like he's making these words up. He's run out of things to teach us. Mm-hmm. He's making stuff up. <laughs> Do you think we need to catch him before he falls? Like they're acting like he's got a stroke. <laughs> Which is kind of funny if it wasn't about you know genocide and yeah. just Africa in general and African stuff is hard to say and it sounds weird and made up. No, it's just a different language, languages and cultures. It's not all one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're just he's telling the story and then he's like, but you have an assignment to write a paper about the Hutus and the Tutsis and how they relate to your life or something like over that. Over Thanksgiving break. Yeah, mm-hmm. over Thanksgiving. What break. a jerk. <laughs> Cuz I don't I, when it's Thanksgiving break, I'm like, you guys are on break and I'm on break. Let's be on break. Mm-hmm. And even like cuz usually we're like two days, the first two days of the week and it's like we're going to play some Thanksgiving themed games and we're going to watch a movie. Yes, we are. <laughs> How, what was Thanksgiving like when you were a teacher? Same. I mean, I mine is a special yeah, you're, situation. You're. I was in the special needs classroom, the self-contained. So we, we just did our regular routine. Mm-hmm. So we had a routine that we stuck to. and Yeah, your kids probably did. needed routine, huh? All kids need routine. Yes, they do. Yes. <laughs> and it's just like, well, this is two days. Some kids are maybe already gone. Mm-hmm. It's like we're not going to get through like a unit, like a normal week long unit of any of our stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll do some like review games. Re- yeah, it's like, and we're going to do a spelling challenge. I'm going to write Happy Thanksgiving on the board, and you and your partner are going to see how many words you can make out of the That's letters exactly. in Happy Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And that burns 30 minutes. Team building. Yeah, last year, the week before Christmas, we did all um, Taskmaster. Like I made a bunch of Taskmaster challenges. The. The Marvel villain? No, it's a British comedy show. Oh, cool. Where, like, different comedians are given different tasks, and it's, like, trying to solve them in interesting ways. Like, mm-hmm. they're at a mall, and it's like, you have to high-five someone who's 55 years old. And so they're, like, going around, and some of them are like, I don't want to just ask someone how old they are. Someone, like, starts high-fiving people and adding up their ages to get to 55. Um, there's one where it's like, they have a huge chunk of ice. It's like, you have an hour to try to melt this chunk of ice. And have it be gone or like you have one minute to eat as much watermelon as possible oh, um ooh. or you have to make a video that when played backwards is the best video of the all the comedians and the videos that they make and so then they would do that and there's the taskmaster who judges oh. and stuff like that so it's not the marvel villain who instantly learns the skills no. of whoever he sees it's not that one it's all on youtube I really recommend watching it. Okay. It's really fun. I'll look it Maybe up. I'll show you guys a clip when we're done. Okay. Because 
there's one that got me hooked and I haven't watched it in a while but I need to watch it some more because it's really funny <laughs> and we did it like it was like here's your group has to make the best picture here are your supplies and it's a roll of toilet paper and you have a roll of toilet paper and you have like half an hour to make the best art using your roll of toilet paper and it's pretty fun like very creative fun. you should give them in each a block of ice and say using only your tongue who can sculpt the best that's that's covid chance we were not going to do that one block of ice per kid team challenges chance (laughs) one block of ice per kid but yeah for thanksgiving i'm not assigning a paper no because i don't want to read a paper coming back from thanksgiving to be fair sean reads his entire paper and it's like eight sentences he only reads a paragraph (laughs) to also be fair feeny never once says Here's the link. Here's the requirements. Here's how many references you need to give me. Which hopefully he's taught them how to do that. Because they're in 10th grade. They better know how to cite something. Hopefully. He did not. He just said a paper. Don't forget it's due when you get back. Do you think some of the kids just wrote like, genocide sucks? (laughs) (laughs) That's what you would have done. (laughs) That's probably what I would have done. If he didn't give me any like parameters. Yeah, there's zero parameters. No length requirements this is what i learned from the hutus and tutsis genocide sucks this is the important takeaway don't do a genocide just don't do one (laughs) if you're thinking about doing one don't (laughs) um let everyone live their lives regardless of race and belief system whatever the opposite of a genocide is have a bunch of babies (laughs) 400 babies Mm. anyway and then we are literally 20 seconds into the episode. Yes. <laughs> we've been going, we've been interrupted. Yeah, we've been interrupted. So we've been going 43 minutes at this point. And we're 20 seconds in. So this yes, bodes well for the rest of, of this episode. It's going to be great. And then, another three hour marathon here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then we get another, um, we get the like, basically the impetus for the episode, which is there was a contest to see who could donate the most to the food bank. And Sean and Corey are sitting there looking real smug because they won and mm-hmm. they knew it. And Zepanga's like, in her one appearance in the episode, maybe <laughs> yes. her family's going off skiing or something for Thanksgiving. I'll let it slide. I'm upset about it, though. But she's like, that's not fair. Sean always wins because he just donates the food that the food bank gives his family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like... Reciprocating food pantry. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. He's like, the food bank gives it to my family. We give it back to the food bank. They give it back to my family. <laughs> that's, that's the way it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and because of this, what do they win? They win a turkey <laughs> and a box of stuffing. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> And this brings up the most pressing question. And Chance isn't Breakfast really gonna, burritos with hot sauce. Chance isn't going to be able to talk to this. Breakfast no, burritos with not. hot sauce? What is the best... I'm not talking time loop day, Chance. I'm talking Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. The holiday the rest of us celebrate. The inferior holiday. I'll give you that. <laughs> but I like the food. What is the best single Thanksgiving dish? Because, I mean, if a turkey's done right, I'm here for it. Yeah. But if it's done, if they do that bird dirty. It's true. No thank you. I actually do have an answer for this, but I'll let you guys go first. I feel like we need to list. So for me, top three. Are we doing top three? Sure, let's do top three. Let's, okay, so for me, my top one is green bean casserole. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Um, one of my friends in college knew that I liked it so much that she made that for my birthday cake one year. That That's was a nice. good year. That was a good year. <laughs> I love it. Um, 
Randy Joe, thank you. Um, Come on the show, Randy Joe. <laughs> Randy Joe Ekman? Yeah. I mean, I know her. Yeah. You just have weird little connections. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then mashed potatoes. Also, if done right. If very done good. right. If done poorly, no thank you. I feel like I need to choose a meat option, but meat is just not my favorite food at all. Um, so I'm going to go with pumpkin pie. Is that, are we doing desserts well, or just, yeah, can, okay. I mean, it's a Thanksgiving food. Okay. Yeah. I didn't those specify. Are, those are the three that are always on my plate. Can I guess what Cameron's is? Sure. Okay. Here's my guess for Cameron. Number three, macaroni and cheese bake. Number two, macaroni and cheese bake. <laughs> number three, <laughs> number one, macro, or macro, macaroni and cheese bake also at number one. It's on the list, but it's not all three. <laughs> I would say number one, deviled eggs. Ooh, yeah. They're mm. always there. They're at other family gatherings as well. Oh, yeah. But I will just load up on those bad boys. They're real good. It's like on a normal day, I'm not going to eat five eggs. But on Thanksgiving, I'm probably going to eat five eggs. You can. Yeah. It's a magical <laughs> no one, day. No one's going to judge me. It's like the Jim Gaffigan joke where he's like, I don't normally eat a burger, a brat, and a steak. But it is the 4th of July. <laughs> so I'm not normally like gastoning it over there. Um, but I am on Thanksgiving. I like that verb. It's a good <laughs> verb. It. It's the only way I want to emulate him. Is Eating five dozen eggs. And maybe spitting. Uh, that is number one. Macaroni and cheese is right there. You saw the mac and cheese that I made this last yes. year. It was so good. Just, if you guys don't know out there in Podcastville, if you like, if we ever have a live show and you like want to bring Cameron something, macaroni and cheese. He's a macaroni and cheese fiend and so are his sons. Mm-hmm. More so than I. And number three, it's tough to say, but I, I've already said I do like a good turkey mm-hmm. when it's made well. A turkey leg in particular. Mm-hmm. Nothing makes you feel more like a Viking than eating a turkey leg. That's yeah. true. Like That's one true. does on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I want to celebrate the Vikings. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we're pretending that there is more Thanksgiving food than the one above all Thanksgiving If you foods. say bacon, egg, and cheese, breakfast no, burritos, no, I'm kicking I'm you not. out. <laughs> I'm not. This is actually, so I had Thanksgiving this year. It was after Time Loop Day, but I did have it. I was actually at her house. <laughs> um... And there's one thing I was very nostalgic for, and it was the thing I was most excited for. You take a roll, you split that puppy. Mashed potatoes and gravy, on the roll, piece of ham, on on it, make yourself a sandwich. That's like the after Thanksgiving meal. I said single items. Uh, it is three, a single item? That's three items in one. Why would you ever want to eat those things that's separately? That's like the Holy Trinity of Thanksgiving. <laughs> Still not allowed. <laughs> yeah. We're going to name it the Holy Trinity from now on. <laughs> yeah, you make that roll sandwich. The Rolly Trinity. Ooh. I think, like, everything I ate at that Thanksgiving was meat. Betwixt a roll. Mattress and gravy. Between a roll. Because it is the superior way to eat all Thanksgiving food. Yet you won't buy a sandwich in real life. That's true. <laughs> if it was on a roll, maybe. Mm. Mm. Maybe. But. And we hang out with him. <laughs> Something's wrong with us. <laughs> um, but yes, that is the one Thanksgiving food that I'm like, man, I need me that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Corey and Sean are like arguing over who's going to get to have the probably $1.79 box of stuffing. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a really funny <laughs> argument. He's like, you take the turkey, I'll take the stuffing. No, I'll take the stuffing. He's like, you take the stuffing and I'll buy my own stuffing. But then I'll just want that too. 
<laughs> He's like, there's got to be a way you can both have stuffing. No, <laughs> there's not. Only one of us can have the stuffing. Mm-hmm. I have never had stuffing. We talked about this before the show, but I've never had it. I don't know. I don't well, really there's know. There's two it varieties. There's stuffing and then there's dressing. It's true. And basically both are sort of seasoned, soggy bread, yes. which is really going to get you excited. <laughs> I can see yeah. in your face. Your eyes are spinning, mostly with just what the heck have people done. But stuffing is you make it and then you actually Stuff place it. it inside the bird, in the bird, in the turkey. When you bake it in its butt cavity, right? It's just more. It's it's sort of its chest you fill, inside you its fill ribs. It up. You fill it all the way up. Okay. Because yeah, you take all the like, if you were a human, you'd be taking out your stomach and your heart and your lungs mm-hmm. and putting the, bread there. All the guts. And putting bread and <laughs> bay leaves and soggy, spicy bread. Yeah, not yeah. even hot bread, just spiced. And then you know, cook it, and then sometimes you eat that, sometimes you don't. I think generally you don't. Mm-hmm. I want to say. But then dressing is when you just make it and you don't in stuff it in anything. You usually make it with chicken stock. Huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, we make it, we have it where it's like three kinds of bread. You get French bread and cornbread Ooh. and something else. And you kind of let them dry for a day. That's like a legit kind of dressing. It's a pioneer woman recipe. Mm. She knows what's up. She does. Re. Re Drummond, come on come the show. On. Come on the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's from here. She from Oklahoma. Is. I knew that. No, she's not from here. She lives here, though. Yeah, she's from New York, and she moved here. That's the whole thing. I worked at Barnes & Noble. You know a thing or two. Yeah. I worked at bookstores. There's like 10 billion of her books. Mm-hmm. I know her marinara sauce, I think, that they started selling in stores is crap salad. It's really bad. Oh. The recipe that for her marinara that you make at home is really good. Uh, she's got this like canned marinara sauce. It's, it's almost like in a Tupperware thing. It's kind of weird. Um, but it's... It's awful. Oh, good to know. It's real bad. Anyway, we're almost through the first scene. <laughs> and they decide, what if we have Thanksgiving together? Ding, ding, ding. We can both have the stuffing. Mm-hmm. We can both. And the turkey. Forget the turkey. turkey. Turkey's dead to them. Turkey is dead. And dead in real life. There's just this frozen turkey hanging out in Mr. Feeney's classroom. <laughs> and they just have to carry it around the rest of the day. Uh-huh. Is Feeney's class the last hour? Do we Feeney's know class this? is all the hours. We've never established this year. Before yeah. it was all English classes. Yeah, mm. they, they had English at least four different times during the day. Mm-hmm. We haven't sat down and tried to dissect their schedule in mm. this well, season. That's because they really haven't been in anything yeah, except they haven't for too much. They've been in poetry class Yeah. and Feeney's class. Yeah. But there hasn't really been any, like, indication of when those are. Mm-mm. So, we'll do it if we need to. But. Yeah, but so far, haven't had to. So they decide that, and they say, yeah, we'll talk to our parents. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Cut to Alan saying, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but, yeah. like, vehemently, and, uh-huh. like, kind of ugly. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's ugliness. Alan and Amy, they got done dirty by this episode. Big time. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Everyone gets done pretty dirty by this episode. But Alan and Amy, oh boy. Yeah. For a stay-at-home mom who may or may not be in realtors still. Realtor or art yeah. gallery. And okay. a dad who has been the manager of a grocery store. Disgusting. <laughs> Worse than a genocider, <laughs> if you ask me. So there were several episodes about... How awful it is to be a grocer. That's all right there. (laughs) But anyway, so it's a running joke. Like, this show just hates grocers. (laughs) It's our running joke. Yes. The Um, show doesn't seem to 
think is that funny. Yeah, because, like, even in the episode, like, the end of the episode, because uh, he does this talk at Corey's career day about being a grocer. And at the end of the episode, you'd think, like, the resolution would be like, what you do is great because it's how you do it that's important. But no, the end of the episode is, yeah, you're a grocer and that sucks. But it's not the most important thing you do. The you're most my dad important also. thing you do is that you're my dad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, they really don't want to go to yeah. uh, well, the trailer park. What I was saying was like, for a stay-at-home mom, at, at least somewhat. And an ex-grocer. And someone who, until this season, was a manager of a grocery store, which, is, like, that's okay money, but it's not like, you're not upper middle class at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Their home's built right into the ground, chance. Sorry. It is. That's just it's not inherently, going anywhere. It's inherently better. But... For that, I mean, they are just like a trailer park. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, simple solution. The hunters come to their house. Chet yeah. knows where it is. He's been there before. I'm not sure why that's never a, an option. Maybe it's like to celebrate Verna return. Verna's return. I don't know. It's. I mean, I'll say what happens isn't a good look. But the reverse happening, and if all the people in the neighborhood came and said, you have to get these people out of here, that's a way worse look. <laughs> oh, gosh, it would be. So based yeah. on their writing, I feel like it needs to be in the trailer park because it's easier for the writers to sort of vilify poor people than rich people. Oh. I said it. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely an element of that. Though, to this episode's credit, and we've just talked about it, everyone sucks. <laughs> so, uh-huh. Like, if you're over the age of 16... Mm-hmm. And not including Frankie. Yeah, not including Frankie. It's it's bad. The, it's true. We aren't there yet, but the worst one's probably Eric. Mm-hmm. Eric is awful this entire episode. Yeah, he's not winning MVP tonight. <laughs> no, no, um, LVP. Mm-hmm. No, that'd be Luther Unter. LVP. <laughs> I don't. Luther. I don't know. It, when Eric's like, "You did this to us," I'm just like, "Eric, stop." Um, we'll get there. Yeah, so Corey's talking to his parents, and he's like, Sean's talking to his parents right now, and they're excited mm-hmm. for it. Cut to them. This is not exciting. <laughs> Just, that was a Chance pretty good chat. voices today. <laughs> he does a passing chat. Mm-hmm. Your chat is better. Who is it that you do really well? Vader. He does Vader really well. <laughs> the wrestler, not the Darth. <laughs> yes. She's seen a few Vader episodes. All right. <laughs> just the one. No, he's, just the one. He's just in three episodes. Yeah. He's seen one third mm-hmm. of his collected works. Love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Chad's like, this is awful. It's unnatural for the classes to mix. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Chet? <laughs> he refers to them as the better class of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, and Verna's like... like Verna's forgetting her place, mm-hmm. more or less. Yeah, he's like, so you're a social climber. It's like, what are you even talking about? There's, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's just all bad. There's no, there's no trying to make sense of it. I mean, there is something to be said for contentment wherever you are. Sure. But it's also really easy to say when you have something versus yes. when you don't have something. Absolutely. So, I don't know. Yeah, so... No, go ahead. I don't know where you were going, so I don't want to change the subject yet. Okay. I was just going to say, so Chet's not having it. Verna is... Verna's interested. Verna's interested. We'll get to Verna later, but... Verna tries, but is deeply troubled. And deeply troubling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And the Matthews, again, super bad look. I mean, 
Chet's look could have been, like, apprehensive, but, like, understandable, and they could have painted him sympathetic, but they don't. Mm-hmm. He's like, they're another class, and that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not any more sympathetic, but man. Alan and Amy. <laughs> what? We were just playing footsies it's a little fine. bit. <laughs> it's okay. fine. Yeah. I'm sorry. It footsies a fun game. It is. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a bad look. Then they get a phone call. They do? Yeah, they get a warning, like a, a pre-Thanksgiving dinner oh, phone call. It's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a angry goat. Yes. And a bear. So don't wear red. It angers the goat. And don't make any sudden movements. Uh-huh. What if we just wear camouflage? That angers the bear. Yes. <laughs> In Philadelphia. And, and later, Little Herman refers to the goat as Wiley. That made me laugh. <laughs> yes. Yes, he's Wiley. Yeah. So in the same scene, it is Alan and Amy talking about how much they are not excited. And who should knock at the back door but giant of a man? Uh-huh. Frankie Stinky. This is really funny. This is probably Alan's one moment where it's like... Okay, because Frankie comes in. He he doesn't just stand at the door. He like yeah. looms over Alan, and Alan's like backing up. And he's yeah. like, "I came to discuss about your youngest daughter in a certain dating situation." Mm-hmm. And he's just like, "Amy, call the cops." <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's such a funny setup because like Frankie, who has no social graces apparently, even though he's the best character. Th- Mm-hmm. Old dang show. Uh, by the way, R.I.P. Frankie. This is your last episode, except for one cameo. What? It's wrong. It's I mean, wrong. we could be pleasantly surprised Aww. and he shows up again, but I really don't think so. Yeah. This is his last role of any prominence. I think it's his last role, except for the one cameo. Mm-hmm. He makes a brief cameo. I really like him. I do, too. Um, but uh, Frankie, like, not understanding social graces, is, like, walking up and Alan's, like, backing up, like, you should stop now. You should stop now. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think... And you can tell me if I'm wrong here or not. Frankie has to be on the spectrum, right? Um, it's quite possible. Like, the cadence that he talks with... Well, he's a poet, so he speaks in poetry, which lends itself to that, yes. But... Yeah, somewhere on the spectrum. Mm. But, I mean, delightfully. So, and he just walks in, he's like, I'd like to talk about your daughter Morgan, who's like eight yeah, Nine. he's pretty young. About a certain dating situation. <laughs> Amy, call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not for Frankie. No. Thankfully. A little Herman. Or he would call the cops. <laughs> yes. This is our third appearance of Herman, also his last. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's a bummer, him. too, because he's, he's a gem. <laughs> uh, we saw him in the last episode. Mm-hmm. And we saw him in one other episode where he stole some shampoo. Yeah. Oh. From... Uh, that was his first appearance house. and mm-hmm. Verna's first appearance, and this is Both his last, last appearance, appearance and Verna's last appearance. Oh, One of them will be deeply missed. <laughs> One of them will be. One deep. of them will be all right. My heart will go on. Yep. So I, I, I did not look up to see if this is Verna's last appearance, but, but like feels, Frankie, yeah, I can't think of anything that she's in. Yeah, like Frankie, if she is in another appearance, it's like. For a split second, making Sean eggs or something. Like, mm-hmm. there's no more plots involving her. Um, so, yeah, we will never see Verna again. Okay. Um, but can we just talk about how cute Herman is? This yeah. Yes, we need to. He's Please. so cute. <laughs> but he has flowers he in his hand. flowers. <laughs> just like, word around the trailer park is that you'll be there for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So we would like to invite Miss Morgan Matthews for a slice of pumpkin pie. 
And Morgan is pumped. Yeah. yeah. She's like, can I, Mom? Dad? They say, yes. <laughs> Come, Herman. If we are to have a female guest, we must. <laughs> we must tidy up the trailer. <laughs> We ought to have a female guest who must tidy up the trailer. Yes. Is this where we can talk about, it is still insane to me that national wrestling heavyweight Vader mm-hmm. lives in a trailer park in Philadelphia. What is happening here? Philadelphia. Is a, a ex-manager of a grocery store can, involve a house, can afford a house in the suburbs, but a professional wrestler who has won several titles can't? It's a lifestyle. Like, you choose that lifestyle sometimes. Maybe he's really bad with money. Maybe. <laughs> it's true. Maybe. He got in some shady business dealings, and then that didn't go well. He Maybe they lived a lavish lifestyle. Um, he got a sort of a Shit's Creek situation mm-hmm. where he got, like, a lot of his money taken. They landed in the trailer park, and then they, maybe things worked down. He's just like, I'm going to just donate my money. Like, I'm happy here. I've changed as a person. That's it. I'm just going to donate my money to people who need it more than me. We it's have a enough. really happy story. We'll go with that. I love it. Yeah, that's what I'm going to choose for mm-hmm. Vader. He hit some road bumps along the way, and now he's a better person for it. I love it. I love this story. This is this, this is, is a better story. This is canon now. <laughs> um, unfortunately, he's about to move Frankie and Herman to Beverly Hills. That's where they want to be. Because that's where they want to be. Gimme, gimme. Gimme, gimme. <laughs> um, but yeah, Herman is adorable here. Absolutely adorable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he stays that way throughout the entire episode. Uh-huh. He does. <laughs> An angel who has stolen my heart. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Um, and then is the next scene where we're at the trailer park? Yeah. The Matthews family is there? Yes. Yeah, it's gotta be. And so they're there. Amy's like, oh, I left my purse in the car. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, so what? And she's like, I don't want to leave my purse in the car. And he's like, I don't want to leave the car in the car. Yeah, just the blatant, I don't know, just the blatantness. I don't know if that's a real word. We're going to go think so. with it. Of their comments are just like, I don't know. To me, it was unrealistic coming from, I don't know. I I feel like I've come from both of those classes. And there is some of that for sure. But just the the outrightness and the out loud. It wasn't like hushed under their breath. It was just like, Mm -hmm. I'm not leaving my purse in the car. It's not going to be there when I get back. Mm -hmm. So Uh it was... Probably some of that is from there, like, we have 22 minutes. Mm. We don't have time for subtlety or nuance. Sure. Mm-hmm. Or to portray what real people have of, like, any sort of, like, niceness that's mm-hmm. kind of glossing over. It's like, that's all removed. So we can get, get to the conflict. I will argue just a little bit that I think Amy's passive aggression, where she's trying to put on, like, a good face and not say what she's saying... Mm-hmm. Is very realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe that. Just this passive aggression of like, she says something when they see the under trailer, and I can't remember what it is, but she says something that's super passive aggressive. Um, she gets on to Eric for wanting to leave, but then says something. Oh, oh, it's the whole um, Eric. This is gonna be a nice dinner. And Morgan goes, I have to go to the bathroom. Wait, hold it till we get home, honey. Mm-hmm. Don't go <laughs> like, here. It's their house. <laughs> it's a it's a bathroom. Mm-hmm. They have cleaning products for their bathroom just as you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And live much as you do, just in a different type of home. Yeah. And I was yawning. Sorry. Okay. Oh no, <laughs> no she's one. bored. She's having a bad time. <laughs> no one is as awful here 
as Eric. Mm-hmm. He was like, give me the keys. I'll get the car. I'll, I'll, I'll go get the purse. Oh, yeah, and when are you coming back? Not coming back. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, Eric, he's like, what? I could be in my house that's built into the ground. Yeah. It's like, shut up. Yeah. We're done with you, Eric. <laughs> I just, I don't, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, it's not, it's a bad bake. Mary yes. Berry. <laughs> oh, yes, Mary Berry. This one's got a soggy bottom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the worst Eric I think we've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, this is worse than singled out Eric. Yes. Just like nothing, Eric. Yes. Mm. That was just... Did you ever watch the MTV show Singled Out? Mm-mm. Okay, neither did we. You don't seem the type. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a compliment. Yeah. We have both We all grow as people. One sort of episode, and it was when... Eric was on it. Eric was on it in the show. <laughs> and that was more than enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm so curious what it was like. I guess I could Google it, but I never have. Um, but yeah, this is this is a bad look, and it only gets worse when they're like, where's their trailer? And Alan's like, maybe it's the one that has their name on it. It's like, that doesn't say Hunter, that says Unter. He's like, obviously the H fall off, fell off in the last, I don't know, tornado or Windstorm. something. Storm, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alan. Last stout I wind. mean, to be fair, I'm thinking of my own life. If something falls off... I might not replace it. I might get around to it eventually. True. I think maybe this is this is probably the most forgivable mistake that Alan makes. Mm-hmm. To think, oh, the H must have fallen off. This is their trailer. You don't hear that? No, it's the windstorm thing. That part, no. <laughs> the part of it like falling off and then not replacing it. Like That's completely understandable. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's the stereotype, you know, of trailer parks and tornadoes. It's like they live, their trailer park is pretty close to your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, it's like if there's a tornado here, there's a tornado in your neighborhood. Yeah. Corey and Sean walk to each other's houses all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like they're, this, this, this joke, I know the joke is that trailer parks are this way, but their trailer park isn't very far from mm-hmm. your home. Mm-hmm. This doesn't work. Uh, yeah, the pattern is full. Mm-hmm. Um, I just made a Ghost Rider reference. I have no idea why. And I not I said yes, like I knew. <laughs> Negative Ghost Rider. The batter, pattern is full. It's, uh, it's called yes ending. <laughs> it's an important mm-hmm. important thing for what we do here. Um, but yeah, so they, they knock on the door. Yeah. <laughs> yes and <laughs> yes and <laughs> see that's how it goes. And this gentleman comes out. Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't even knock on the door. He knocks on the side of the trailer. That's true. Which is a common way to knock on a trailer. It's just I mean, it's going to reverberate through the house, same as the door. People would knock on our on our side instead of the door all the time. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, you lived in a trailer park in Alaska, right? I did. I did. Lots of tornadoes there? Lots. It's <laughs> weird. They didn't go anywhere else. Just in the trailer <laughs> we park. We lived in a trailer when we moved back to Oklahoma as well. Um, so we, oh, my most of my childhood was in a trailer park. Trailer park. Wow. It was a a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a big chunk of my students live in a trailer park. Mm -hmm. Lexington? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, We'll have questions for both of you when we get there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. This this episode brings up things about trailers. Yes, it does. A lot of stereotypes (laughs) about trailers. Misconceptions. um, So, yeah, this guy comes out and he's like, do I know you? He's very rude. Uh Uh-huh. He's not a nice man. No. Really suspicious. Yes. Um, he was like, do I know you? Oh, we're uh, looking for the hunters. Does it say hunter? <laughs> like, well, we just assumed it was the hunters and the H fell off. And he's offended. You think I wouldn't replace 
the H if it fell off. Doesn't he even say at one point, isn't he like, Wadi? When he's talking about their neighborhood. When Morgan says, we live in Cedar Heights. Cedar Heights. Cedar Heights. Cedar Heights. Cedar Heights. like, well, Wadi-da. <laughs> okay. Again, I just feel like they're being very blunt mm-hmm. with every single bit of writing here. Where it's like, people aren't like that, for the most part. I guess you have your Luther Hunters in the world that are mm-hmm. yeah, going to be whatever. We literally have people who think that everyone who voted for Joe Biden is a pedophile who... I suppose you're right. <laughs> Worship Satan, so... I mean, is it really that that far-fetched? Um, but yes, uh, he's living and he's like... And they're like, well, could you point us in the direction? He's like, uh, yeah, I can't. Like, the one right across the way? Yeah. And so they go, and uh, there it is. And does, is this where he kind of was like... And he kind of goes off. Yeah, yeah. He or he goes back in. He goes back into his trailer. And he, like, mm-hmm. slams the door. Like, how dare you? Happy Thanksgiving to you, sir. Yes. He's like, I don't celebrate Thanksgiving. I celebrate Time Loop Day. That's exactly right. Only cranky people celebrate Time Loop Day. Time Loop Day is a delightful day where everyone (laughs) is happy. I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe he's stuck in a time loop and he has to really figure some things out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's got to learn the true meaning of Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. before he can be let out. He's in Bill Murray's suicidal phase. Sorry. Yeah. That's a weird part of that movie we never talk about. Um, what? I don't know. Okay. I feel like we've, we've gotten off, off here a yes, little bit. Yes, we've really gotten off. Um, We're talking about genocide and now suicide. It's all kinds of sides. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Um, bishop side. Bishop sides. Mine's empty. Brought to you by a bishop cider company. Mine is too. <laughs> but, yes. So they go into the trailer and they're like, and Verna's very excited. They're like, they're here, they're here. And she lets them in, and they're like, oh, we got a little lost, but we made it. And Chet's putting on a polite face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's trying. He's trying for this part. Hand him the wine that they brought. <laughs> He's like, we actually prepared a lovely wine. It's in a box in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is a joke. I, I, I'm not a wine person. Yeah, I feel like, well, Alan sets it off really weird. Like, we brought a nice wine. Mm-hmm. Like a really nice wine. We wanted to bring you a really, really nice wine for dinner. Mm-hmm. Is that weird? I feel like it seems kind of pretentious a little bit. Really? I think saying, maybe just the presentation of, we brought you a nice wine. Or say, hey, we brought some wine. We wanted to bring something, so we brought you some mm-hmm. wine. Mm-hmm. I have never been rich, and nor have I done these kinds of family things. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, they just brought him a gift for... Mm-hmm. I mean, it definitely <clears throat> seems that way, but I feel like just the way he says it. Mm-hmm. And then Chet kind of... Puffs. Puffs up. Mm. He's like, I got the wine in a box in the fridge, which typically, like, a box of wine in the fridge is pretty, uh, it, it has its place. Mm-hmm. It has its purpose. I've been to many office parties where we had those, and they knew it, they would, they call it slapping the bag. Because it's not really in a box, it's in a bag in a box. And you take it, and there's like a nozzle, and you slap it and just drink a whole bunch. I don't know why. Huh. I don't understand these things. Me neither, because wine's gross. Yeah, I'm not a wine person. Certain wines. A nice Moscato. I'm here for it. Okay. It's very pleasant. Yeah. It's very sweet. It's basically candy. <laughs> I love candy. So, it makes sense. Um, but then, Verna, trying to save the day, is like, we'll take your wine and our wine and pour them in a bowl of some cut up bananas and oranges and make a nice friendship sangria. Friendship sangria. I'm sorry, Verna. I know your heart's in the right place. That doesn't sound Disgusting. <laughs> if we ever have a live show, we're going to have those bologna sandwiches. Oh, gosh. Cheese Whiz and Lucky Charms sandwiches. Ew. And friendship is 
sangria. <laughs> um, We're gonna make a good sangria and just call it friendship sangria okay. with pastel. I've never umbrellas. had a sangria. I will be. I mean, it's just like wine with fruit in it. That's cold. Mm-hmm. It sounds very good. I just don't really drink wine. I was like, I don't really like wine, so it doesn't sound good. Yeah, I when she said the friendship sangria, she's definitely being like peacemaker. Yeah, which is an enneagram thing, I guess. But I I don't know what number. I'd say she's being a nine, but she also abandoned her family. <laughs> so that's not much of a peacemaker. That's that's <laughs> Wait, true. I will make peace by fleeing from you all. <laughs> but I did write that she. So there's a, a personality test that I use in my work a lot, and you are an animal you're assigned an animal based on your personality and i wrote she's definitely a golden retriever she's trying to play both sides and a lot of times when golden retrievers try to play the peacemaker it ends up not being good for anybody but they're trying real hard yeah i know that because i i are one so i was like both of you are golden retrievers actually (laughs) are one yes me are one too Mm -hmm. yes um i'm not but that's okay no you're not um what are you, like a lion? Like an otter or something? I'm not. <laughs> You're more otter than I am. Thank you. That's <laughs> the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> I am the lion in the test. You otters say that more often. <laughs> I'm going to leave now? <laughs> yes, I did it. I successfully got him off the show. I was telling horrible jokes earlier. I have nothing to nothing to stand on. Um, yeah, she's being the peacemaker. And, you know, you feel for her in this moment. Like, she has not done anything, like, weird yet. Mm-hmm. But I, when I hear that, I'm like, this probably crappy-tasting expensive wine and this, like, Kool-Aid wine mixed together with fruit just sounds so gross. Yeah, typically you have more than, like, oranges and bananas. You probably have, like, some strawberries and some other berries in there as well. Mm-hmm. And does it like sit so it absorbs flavors? Yeah, you let it flavors? sit for a while and it sort of mingles. Everyone will get to know one another in the pot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. It, it could be good. Yeah, I think so. I think you'd be popular. Sometimes they add a sparkling element to it, so sometimes it's fizzy, but mm. not always. Yeah, it could be good. Uh, uh, Maybe moscato. a nice Moscato. <laughs> Maybe. Ooh, <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> the ones that taste like strawberries that are sparkling, that's Moscato. Mm, sure. <laughs> I've not had one of those, but I've heard so much about it. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, it's a terrible idea. But then she goes and gets the hors d'oeuvres for the family. Yeah, then the women exchange gifts. Yes. And the same mm-hmm. thing happens. So. Yeah, and she's like, this is a Gruyere and something. I just remember Gruyere. A uh, Gruyere and pecan log uh-huh. with an assortment sort of, of crackers. crackers. Yes. And then she's like, it sounds probably, delightful. It does. And then Amy like hands her the dish of whatever she brought. Yeah, they never say. They never say. But she's like, it's probably not as good as what you would serve in your home. And I feel like Amy seems genuine when she's like, no, it's no. Exactly. I guess it's, it's really not. At first, you're like, oh, she's being genuine. Like, yes, I would. This is exactly what I would serve at home. And then um, she's like, it's not a yeah, whatever, whatever. They say like a pork cheese or something. A port, port, port cheese. Port like with port wine. Mm-hmm. It's I don't like know. a wine cheese. Okay. I, I don't really know much more than that. I don't either. But then uh, in the ceramic crock. Mm-hmm. And then... From Hickory Farms. Uh-huh. And then she's like, oh, no, this is it. And then Eric's like, didn't you give that to our mailman? <laughs> so, yeah, this is like a whole, like, it's so beneath what she just said 
is so beneath them they give it to the mailman? Is that the joke here? Or mm-hmm. the, the but the thing is, like, if you've ever bought Hickory Farms, it's expensive. It's expensive. I've never bought it. I it's expensive. I kind of thought it was made up. I'm not going to lie to you. So for Verna to buy Hickory Farms is, like, bougie for me yeah. anyway. Basically, like, you see Hickory Farms in the mall mm-hmm. around the holidays. They and send they you magazines like, around Christmas mm-hmm. time. Is it like a pop-up? Like a spirit uh-huh. Halloween? It's a little... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's more like a pop-up, like any sort of mall kiosk. It's mm-hmm. not like a big store, but it's like meats and cheeses. Like if you ever have like a summer sausage and cheese around Christmas time, it's probably like a Hickory Farm where you can buy like a box set mm-hmm. that they comes with those and like and mustards spreads. and crackers and maybe a little knife to cut. Pinwheel cakes. Huh. It's a it's a pretty good stuff. It's good quality, but it is very expensive. Mm-hmm. Am I 32 years old? Like, how long have I lived on this earth? Learn <laughs> something new every day, they say. I guess I hide during Thanksgiving and Christmas, so. Yeah. Um, I definitely yeah, don't go malls. Is, it's a real thing. And then she's like, I should have got the crock. I'll run out to Hickory Farms. They're probably still open. And then, like, no, you need to and she starts stay. Running. And then she says, <laughs> she says, but cheese can turn this around. <laughs> <laughs> Which... That's true. It is the most relatable sentiment in this entire show. <laughs> Jeez, can turn this around. And with that one sentence, Verna has put herself in contention for MVP. Mm-hmm. And then consistently tanks herself after yeah. that. What is, what is, I mean, Switzerland, fondue, the most neutral country in the world, the greatest food in the world, right? I mean, uh-huh. A Swiss bank. What? Swiss chocolate. Switzerland is from? Swiss cheese is from Swiss... Cheese. I was like, I how talk. did we get to fondue? I'm not sure. But I mean, anyways. I'm just saying, cheese fondue. Cheese fondue. I is see, like I see. the greatest thing. Mm-hmm. What could bring world peace? But like, see, they have these banquets with all these crappy food for like the G6 summits and everything. Have fondue. G7. I think it's actually rolling like a G6. <laughs> like a G, I think it is G7. It probably is. G6 is a jet. I think <laughs> sure. you can be fly like a G6. Fly anyway, I'm just saying, if they served fondue at these things, world peace. World cheese would do it. Chance cheese will president. turn this around. <laughs> cheese for turn. president. Cheese will turn this around. Man, I love a good cheese fondue. Anyway. Look at the state of America right now. We are more openly divided than ever, but I believe cheese will turn this around. <laughs> We've always been divided. We're just very openly divided now. It's true. Um, as this episode maybe shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Chet uh, gets her calmed down a little bit. She goes back into the kitchen to prepare something. And he asks, I don't remember mom's Amy. name. Amy. If she has any of those female calming pills in her purse. <laughs> 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 oh, goodness, said, Chet. She's struggling. Do you have any of those female calming pills in your purse? <laughs> Are we talking Xanax? Like, what are we talking here? Could be. It's about that time. <laughs> I mean, for the last five years, the biggest, like, drug trade thing going on has been, like, Xanax. It's been, like, the designer drug. Was Prozac? Could have been Prozac. It could have been Prozac. I feel like that was before Xanax. So, you know you're in trouble as a nation when the... the you can't big... think of which was the designer drug. <laughs> which antidepressant uh-huh. was the designer was the, drug. Was the one at the time. Oh, shit. No, 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 no
Um, and then there's a knock at the door. No, because right? Corey isn't back. Oh, yet. yeah. No, because Corey comes in at that moment mm-hmm. as they're talking about how terrible it's going. It's like, yeah. he's like, well, we'll never. This is going terribly. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> Corey's at the door listening to them. Yeah. And, and he's like, Sean, this is all falling apart. How could you let this all fall apart before I even get here? Yeah. And John's like, some things are just inevitable, man. It took Corey a really long time to go to the car. And get that like, purse. How, how, how far away did you park? <laughs> it's just. It's not like any trailer park I feel like I've been in. No, because they don't Because you just park, you park by your, by your trailer. Home. Yeah. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot happens between Corey going and getting the purse and like getting to this point. It's just like bam, 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 bam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, then we get the knock at the door after they've talked about how terrible it's going. Mm-hmm. And Eric has said something awful. So he said, oh, my ride's here. That's what I said. Yeah, and then Alan goes, if I don't get out of this, you don't get out of this. Which, I mean, having a dinner with anybody that you don't know very well. Because they've said that like we we just aren't friends with them. Which, if that was all that it is, it's like we don't really know them. Like, that's understandable. And there is some of that, but then there's also just, like, the difference, the Mm -hmm. class differences between them. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they keep getting, like, offended by each other's stuff, and it's just... Not great. It's bad. (laughs) It's bad. It's bad with a purpose, though. It's to get a point across. Yeah. I wish it wasn't so... Heavy-handed? Yeah, heavy-handed, and then, like, so heavy-handed because it's uncomfortable to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. But anyway, we get a knock at the door. It's Luther, apparently. Luther Unter. There's a name for you. Mm-hmm. One for, uh, you, you're looking for any baby names out there. Luther Unter. One to avoid. Not a great guy. <laughs> Um, he says there's a meeting of the homeowners association. Yeah. And Chet needs to come, and so he does. This is where we we just we're just diving into Looneyville. Yeah, we break with reality <laughs> at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, what is happening? Like, do trailer parks have wise old sages that come out of seclusion to like rally the? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Not that I've ever seen. No. Are you sure your dad wasn't the wise old sage? <laughs> He's definitely not the wise old sage. But we we definitely had a a couple of trailers that you're like you just avoid. You don't you don't go there. But. Just like anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like anywhere. Yeah. You uh. Yeah, but he comes out and he's like, once upon a time, our la- our people were wanderers and they saw the. <laughs> What? It's just ridiculous. It really is. He's like, and they saw the land on the uh, right by the overpass on the highway, and they saw that it was good. And trailer ready. And trailer ready. <laughs> <laughs> and they decided to settle there, none having more than the other. Or less. Or less than the other, each. Living according to their means. Good people. Hard-working men and women. And it's like, these people have been here for ten minutes, and they are ruining our entire way of life. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what is happening here? And it's like, Get they out. might as well just have them holding torches and pitchforks, mm-hmm. honestly. Well, yeah, they're basically like, get them out of here or we will. Like, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just like, it's a bad look. Like, from the show's perspective of like, all these poor people are like this angry mob trying to mm-hmm. get the quote-unquote rich people, like the grocery store, former grocery store manager and the stay-at-home mom, and get them out. Yeah. It's... It is just wild. I mean, this this episode, despite all its problems, is like pretty grounded in realism. And then we get this wise old trailer park sage, and it's just like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. It's like they're leaning in, trying to lean into comedy, but it's like too absurd. It, it, I I've never been 
in a neighborhood that has this, but it's like akin to the neighborhood committees that are formed and they vote on whether to get a pool. But yeah. there's always that one person on those committees too that are the... Herbert Taylor Dosey of <laughs> Taylor the trailer park. <laughs> or is he Don Corleone of the trailer park? Somewhere between Taylor Dosey and Don Corleone. That is Herbert of the trailer park. <laughs> they massacred my boy. And and uh, Chet goes, are you just trying to stir up the crowds? He's like, no. Now we're all going to go watch Jerry Springer. Yeah. You're just bringing up hot button issues. To rile up the crowds. No. And now Jerry Springer's on. And they all leave. Mm -hmm. They gotta watch their Jerry Springer. And, yeah, Luther's like, get him out of here, Chet. What on earth is wrong with you people? And you're right, it's not a good look for the show. It's like, poor people are violent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're poor, so they're less educated, less able to talk out and reason through their problems that are irrational. I I don't know if it's exactly saying that, or they're intending to say that, but they're saying that. Yeah. In their defense, if they had done this episode reversed, they probably still would have done the same thing, but it still would have been too insane. I mean, who's going to be the wise leader? Feeny? (laughs) Oh my god. That's not going to be good. That's completely out of his character. No, I bet Feeney would be Feeney would like be like, "What's going on here? You get out <laughs> or something." Mm. <laughs> back, back, I say. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know. And then uh, Chet rushes in and he's like, "Get out!" <laughs> they're like, yeah. "We haven't we haven't eaten yet." And he's like, "You're right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna talk to my wife out here." And he takes Sean and Verna outside, and they family meeting. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of explains to them. Does he explain to them? think so yeah but not really he just kind of says like they don't they don't belong here they just need to to go yeah we just need to get them out of here and then uh cory eric and morgan come out of the trailer like what are you doing out here where you can be seen through the scope (laughs) of a rifle (laughs) like what are you doing out here where you can be seen through a scope i don't think you needed to add the just the punch of like of a rifle you did. There's no subtlety in this episode, Chance. You have to be as blatant and obvious with every single bit mm-hmm. of, of the writing and of, of the dialogue. Yeah, and they're like, well, we're taking Morgan over uh, to the Stikinos for pie. He's like, oh, yeah, that, that's fine, that's fine. Shani, why don't you go with him and show him how we, we in the trailer the- park like to walk low to the ground. <laughs> and Eric just kind of, or not Eric, uh, Sean just kind of gives him a look like, this is unbelievable. But then he crouches down and yes, starts walking. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Corey's just like, what is he talking about? I've been here so many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing. Corey comes here all the freaking time. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not as rude as Alan and Amy, so I don't know. Yeah. So they go off, and then do we cut to they're eating dinner? Yeah. Um, and like Alan breaks Break. a fork. Yeah. Which happens all the time with plastic forks, no matter which ones you buy. Yeah. Um, Verna is in this just weird. She's making drinks, right? When we come in. Yeah. Because she she mentions this uneventful wiki wiki Hawaiian luau that yeah. they're at. Does she make? She's like cheese whiz, rice checks, and an olive. With the pimento. Yes. I think this is before they. This is when Chet comes back in. This was just really weird. She seems almost like this downtrodden, Mm -hmm. like subservient, like I'm trying to rise above my station, but don't want to insult my quote unquote betters. So she's like offering them this, and they're like kind of looking at it. And then at some point, she kind of touches it and like rifles through it. And then she like licks her finger, and she's just like, What have I done? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that was when Chet does. That like really like just made me laugh. It's like this little thing that they don't call a bunch of attention to, but she's just like, what, what if I just me? <laughs> yeah. That made me laugh. And uh, yeah, it, that that was when Chet comes in the first time because he's like, Verna, I need to talk to you. And she's like, no, you're ruining our... Uneventful wiki wiki Hawaiian luau. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then they go, and then it cuts. Uh, I do love a good drink umbrella. umbrella. Oh yeah, they were they were doing that right oh, for sh- sure. We should have had those in our bishop cans. Didn't think about it. Live and learn. Then get loves. I think that every time I say live and learn. <laughs> um, yeah, and Verna is still down. We 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 do the whole scene outside with the walking alone to the ground, and then it cuts, and it's just the parents. Mm-hmm. And Verna is still downtrodden, like. They're being passive-aggressive about forks. Uh-huh. And Verna's like, if our guest is not happy with a plastic fork, maybe we should get them a metal one. And he's like, why don't we just get them all metal forks? And she's like, no, don't do that. She's like, why? Because they don't match? Yeah, and he's like, our forks don't match. And then Amy. I don't know if this was meant to be malicious or not. She feels a little guilty. You can tell in her face after she says it. She's like, like, uh, She's just like, ours didn't match when we were starting out. Mm-hmm. It was just like, ooh, you guys are... <laughs> well, in the sense, they are starting out. Restarting. It's been like a few episodes since they've got back together. And maybe when Verna took off with the trailer, she threw all the forks out or something. I don't know. There's no... Yeah, yeah it's not great. I mean, our forks don't match. we got all sorts of stuff in that drawer. Why do you need matching forks? <laughs> you don't. It's the dumbest thing. Uh, yeah. But also, it's like just any little status mm. thing is going to just drive a further wedge here. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just an uncomfortable conversation, and Chet's trying to rush him out. And mm-hmm. he's, he's like, oh, you're ready for dessert? Let's go. And he's like, I just got turkey? my turkey. And he's like, it's a family tradition. We eat our turkey real fast, and the kids don't eat. <laughs> yeah. Get our pie before our turkey. Kids don't eat. Um He's just trying to rush him out, and they're having this awkward conversation about forks, and it's just uncomfortable. But then, communication, the thing that could have solved all of this, makes this scene so much more bearable, even if they're both being awful. Mm. Like, they're both being awful, sure, but at least they're communicating about their awfulness. Mm-hmm. It's like, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're too different. Mm-hmm. It's like, but are you? Yeah. Because you're both kind of insufferable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you just both realize that, you're like, actually, we're not that different after all. Because we both kind of suck. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Verna is weirdly the most normal, rational one of the four. And she is... She is... Not being rational. Crazy. <laughs> she needs a lady calm down pill. Gosh. These women <laughs> calming down pills. Oh, Chet. No, 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 no. Um, but yeah, so... I found this talk very bearable. At the end... I mean, it's terrible, but it's bearable. To bearable. Yes. And then they actually they don't go. We missed a part where in the trailer Corey is talking to his dad, and um, this is my favorite Corey moment of the entire thing, which is why I'm bringing it up. Um, but his dad or Eric says, "You did this. You did this to us." And um, Alan's like, "Stop it. This isn't your brother's fault." And he gets between them. And he goes, "Cowboys, Redskins. That's a good game I'm missing." Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like. We're trying, Corey. He's like, are you trying, Dad? He's like, well, we're not. And he's like, and, he, and he's like, why is this so hard? Like, because we have more stuff than them? Because you make more money than his dad? Like, why is this so hard? And uh, Alan goes, 
just because you're right doesn't mean you're going to change things. Mm-hmm. It's a good moment. Which is true. Yeah. And I think that's part of classism. It's just like, at least classism in the good way, not those people who think God's blessed them more because they've got money or something. The good classism. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, classism in the it's just ignorance way is what I mean. Because there are those people like a Ben Shapiro who are like, I am better because I have more. Um, and they try to, like, push that button topic Mm -hmm. but i'm saying like classism in like the ignorance way is like when it boils down to it you know like it's just hard so you don't want to deal with it Mm -hmm. yes so they have that conversation though i feel like we jumped sort of around but then Mm -hmm. we're at frankie's house Mm -hmm. well we never actually go we were outside of frankie's house yes and like the kids are setting up a table talking about how much this all sucks Mm -hmm. and then frankie's even just like they're not narrow-minded, but like it's easy to become set in your ways as an adult. Frankie, the future trailer park wise man. <laughs> yes. That will lead sure. the pink flamingo, flamingo trailer park into a glorious era of prosperity and fairness. <laughs> Surely. Maybe not actual prosperity, but maybe some fairness. Um, uh, yeah. And he even says, like, it's like the Hutus and the Tutsis. If they can see that they have more in common than they have... That separates them. Yeah, they, Who knows? they both killed a lot of people. <laughs> Can't they just see that? Yeah. And Herman says something cute. I don't remember what it is. And Sean and Corey go, ones on earth who don't know who the Hutus and the Tutsis are? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, yeah, and then they're like, well, you're always welcome at our table. Yeah, there's always room at our table. Yeah. Room for more. And they have like a nice spread. Yeah, like a whole turkey looking beautiful on the table, all sorts of sides and a thing of Hawaiian punch. Are we thinking Vader is at a wrestling match, so her, uh, Frankie just made Thanksgiving dinner for Herman? I can see that. Where's their mom? At the wrestling match with the dad, supporting Sure, I will say that. Do they have a mom? I yeah. mean, they do? Okay. We see her, we see her once. once. She's, okay. She only exists As because a she is a, joke. she's like a 4'11", super thin woman. That an entire scene where Vader is talking is behind him and you never see her. Until he walks he, off. He walks off. <laughs> and she's like... Mr. Feeney's like, tiny Mrs. Little... Tacchino, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, I know. <laughs> she, she just, mm-hmm, just nods. Yeah, because it's these two giant... Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty wonderful. It's, it's, it's really cool. funny. That's the only scene she exists in. She never has a line. Yeah, she's probably with him, supporting him on the road. Yep. Um, but then they're there, and they are um, sort of talking. Or they ask what they're thankful uh, for. Frankie's like, it's our tradition, tradition at our yeah. table to say something that you're thankful for. And then <laughs> Eric's like, and then we eat? Yes. I'm thankful for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want more? And at this point, I feel like Luther and some other trailer park guy kind of are watching. Yeah, they're like And then the parents, mm-hmm. the Matthews and Hunter parents are there watching as they're Going around the table. Doing the thankfuls. Mm-hmm. And Eric's like thankful. For his brother and mm-hmm. his brother friends. and his sister friends. and his mm-hmm. friends. And that he's taping the game. And mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Frankie's thankful that they have enough. They've been blessed with enough to be able to share. Which I feel like is a really good thing. That was mm-hmm. sweet. Herman's thankful that he's sitting by the delicate, the delicate blossom. The delicate blossom. Was that what it was? in my heart. Yes. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> This yes. delicate blossom who has stolen my heart. Yeah. Um, and Corey's like, 
I'm thankful that I don't know any better. Because <laughs> they're talking like, maybe we just, it's good that we don't know any better. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't know any better up to this point about yeah. the differences between us. And, and to be fair, they're still ignorant about it because they're still ignorant that there's not difference because there's not differences mm-hmm. between them. Mm-hmm. So like, there's like, it still doesn't make sense to us. Let's hope it never does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just enjoy our friendship. Yeah. And then it cuts to the parents and they're like, well, I feel about two feet tall. About two feet taller than I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're like, well, let's go see if we can join them. Mm-hmm. So they go over to the table and they're like, there's always room for more at our table. And they pull up some chairs. Yeah. Alan pulls out the chair for Verna and Chet does for Amy. And then they go sit on the end and cheers <laughs> with their cups. Verna's line, it would be a shame to waste all that cheese. <laughs> Verna's last line in the series. <laughs> the whole series. It would be a shame to waste all that cheese. <laughs> yes, it would. Cheese turned it around. <laughs> yes, it did. She does have a line later on, but it's through letter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to get there. Oh, dear. <laughs> she writes a letter? Much later on. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like season six. Six or seven, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's a while from now. Um, but yeah, so that's we get executive producer Michael Jacobs like over this moment. Yeah, it's like they have... Do they invite Luther to come? No. Mm-mm. Or he just they like sees and storm like... Yeah. <laughs> They storm off like, oh, we've been defeated by the power of love. Mm -hmm. My friends are my power. (laughs) Um, Do you think Corey is Sora and Sean is Riku? Oh my gosh. Cameron, you're introducing introducing another circle into this diagram that literally only I fit into. Topanga is Kyrie. Eric is Goofy. Stop this. Uh, Mr. Feeny is Mickey Mouse. How confused who, are you right now? Very. But who is Donald? Morgan? Sure. <laughs> well, we'll go with that. It's a video game called Kingdom Hearts. But oh, see, it's all Hearts. part of Disney. So there could ostensibly be a Boy Meets World world In- within the Kingdom Hearts universe. <laughs> this Venn diagram. <laughs> the it's crossover amazing. So It's amazing. Small. And you love it. I Stop trying to look cool. No, Stop I trying to do. Downplay. Stop trying to downplay this. I want to talk about the darkness inside people's hearts more than anyone. <laughs> At that point, Luther Luther is consumed with darkness and he turns into a heartless. And leaves behind a nobody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but his heart wasn't strong enough for the nobody to be much more than a husk. Yeah, that's true. No. <laughs> <laughs> the look Nikki just gave. It was everything. I'm so delighted with myself. <laughs> It was everything. It was but a husk. Uh, my friends are my power. Wait until we get into the time travel. I, it doesn't yes. come in on this episode. You're welcome for that. Well, Luther then summons 13 versions of himself from different eras. He norts a boy. He norts a boy. <laughs> he norted him. Stop. We've got to stop. We have to stop. Um... <laughs> I'm gonna go because I'm no longer needed here. Wait, your chance is right. Oh, anyway. just go wait in the car. <laughs> Give us an hour. It sounds good. Anyway, <laughs> so the episode is over, but we do get an ending in the classroom. <laughs> what is happening? Just, just 
It's getting later. <laughs> I'm just getting funnier as I get more tired. <laughs> At least to me. <laughs> you are getting funnier. Thank you. Um, um, they're back we, in class. We get to the classroom, and Feeney <laughs> creates a terrible verbal violation. Mm-hmm. Classic. Classic Feeney verbal violation. He says grades to an entire class more than just anyone has the right to. Yeah. He really does. Um, but he's passing back their papers and says, overall, you guys did above really well. Average. Above average on this. He doesn't say really well. He says above average, which mm-hmm. could be like a B. Um, yeah. And he doesn't give Sean his paper. Sean's it's like, like, what, straight to the recycling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even get mine. Sean, if this Sean had been in the entire episode, he would have been MVP easy. Mm-hmm. Because this Sean was delightful. Yeah. Just like making these like little snarks. He's but- just a non-presence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From the beginning scene until this scene. Like when he's if he's not in school he's nothing in yeah. this episode. Same with Corey. He, he just doesn't do anything with the parents or anything. Mm-hmm. But like he is so charming in this scene. He's just like, what? I didn't even get my paper. He's like, will you come to the front? He's like, want to shame me in front of the whole class, huh? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> he says, you want you to read it out loud starting from here. He's like, alrighty. <laughs> yeah, that cracked me up because if that was me, I'd be petrified. Like, <laughs> no, thank you. So he starts Especially to read if I'm a oh, like yeah. classic F student, like no, I'm not reading this in front of the class. No, thank you. <laughs> no, he's thank like, you. what do I have to lose? <laughs> Maybe yeah, can go for it. Um, but he starts to read it. He's like, I spent Thanksgiving with the Hutus and the Tutsis because all it was was about class differences. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, as far like, as I know, because that's all Mr. Feeney taught me. <laughs> it's about class differences. Yeah. He's like, I thought it was some. Uh, this is surprising because I spent Thanksgiving here in Philadelphia. Um, I thought this was just something that affected people in less developed countries far away. And he's like, Can I finish it now? He's like, No, no. I'm getting vertigo standing and looking this <laughs> way in the room. <laughs> It's like, go on. And he's like, like, but I think people in a developed com- country can be just as undeveloped. Which is, I mean, it's a good paper. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a good point. Um, and that's basically what he, that, as far as we know, that's the whole paper. And it's just kind of like, if, but if with like the children yeah. taught better, mm-hmm. there's like hope. Because it's like the kids were the ones that sort of led the charge of yep. accepting each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, Feeney goes, that's the best work you've ever done. What do you think? C minus? C minus? <laughs> hey! <laughs> like, really like, perks up. Sean's like into it. He's like, hey! He's like, the A plus. <laughs> His jaw dropped. Yeah. He's like, and he, uh, Corey congratulates him. He's like, hey, thanks. I'm better than you now. <laughs> and, then, and there it is. That's the episode. Oh boy. I'm glad it didn't take us 45 minutes for each 20 seconds of the episode. Yeah. It could, that would, though. have been rough. We really picked up Let's the go back and really examine that Morgan run, Frankie scene. Roll the tape, frame <laughs> by frame. <laughs> frame by frame. We're going to describe each moment and talk about how it's related to Kingdom Hearts. Ugh. And you see when Frankie moves just like this, he sort of stutter steps in such a way that I think he has uh, one of the drive forms. Maybe Frankie is actually uh, the Sora of the... Uh, I actually don't know. Oh, drive form. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm tracking. It took me yeah. a second. I was like, I actually don't know. Sort of blinks forward a little bit. I feel like I'm dreaming right now. <laughs> good. Just chaos happening. <laughs> Hopefully it's a good dream. I like the dream I had last night where I was letting Nolan drive our car around the neighborhood Ooh, good idea. and he didn't break and then just like crashed into a neighbor's car 
Yeah, his legs like, aren't fat long enough. Well, they, they, that was the problem. <laughs> he couldn't break. And then I was like, this is horrible. And I was like, hold on. This is a dream. <laughs> I wouldn't be this irresponsible. <laughs> Weren't you telling me you had a bad dream and then you woke up the kind of the same way? Like, hold on. This, this is, is a dream. dream. I can just wake up. Yes. That's, that's always exactly a good feeling happened. when something horrible happens in a dream. Like, no, no. <laughs> this isn't real. The worst is when you're like, this isn't a dream. This is real. And then you live with that for a little bit and you're like, oh, wait, no, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you just all need to become masters of lucid dreaming. Anyway, that's the whole episode. That's the whole um, point of the episode, too. Yeah, lucid dreaming. That's what you got, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Juice World. So let's start with ratings, Cameron. Um, even though it was troubling at times, mm-hmm. I feel like it ended in a really good spot. I think it took... I mean, nobody looked great, but I feel like this is an episode where they threw basically every character aside to do the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so judging it just from that, I think I'm going to give it like a seven and a half. Mm, okay. Um, like they did everybody dirty, uh, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Everyone over the age of 16, other than Frankie, just looks really bad in this episode. Um, but I still feel like it's good. Yeah. I'm going to give it an 8, actually. I'm going to bump go, it up. Bumping it up to an 8. Um, I feel like the only grade that it should get is an A+, plus because of the end of the episode. But I'll do a number, because that's the rule, and I'm a rule <laughs> follower. Um, I gave it an 8.5. One, because of the unrealisticness of some of the dialogue. But anyway. Yeah. Um, I give it... I, I, I'm fairly critical of this episode, because I think it is super heavy-handed, and I think the way he's teaching this lesson is bad. Yes. Um, however... I love that this episode is trying to say something. I love that it is still relevant today, which actually is kind of a bummer because we're, mm-hmm. we're like 25 years. When you years. think about it, it's not a good thing that it's still relevant. We're like 25 years in the future. Um, the heavy-handedness does kind of bring it down a notch. And them just making Verna manic. Like, I have not liked Verna in a single episode she's been in. Mm-hmm, but she's not like this. Yeah, but she's not like this. And they don't start with her in a pretty good place and then, like, drive her manic. Which, maybe she's got a condition. I don't know. We're she prob- could be mentally ill. Yeah, like... In some way. We don't know. But it's just like, I got to the place where, like, maybe I'm finally going to like Verna in this episode. And then it's like, no, she's going to lose it. She does uh, have no the best reason. lines, though. She, she does. does. <laughs> all about cheese. She brings in Shame the cheese. Shame to waste all that cheese. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, with all that taken into account, I'm also going to give it an 8.5. Whoa, I was the lowest. Yeah. That rarely happens. I will give this infinite slack for trying to actually say something. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, last week was also... Or not last week, two weeks ago, with Dangerous Secret, was trying to say something as well. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like they did it a little bit more artfully. Yeah. A little more nuance than this episode did. Yeah. But they're both trying to say something, and they're both doing a pretty good job Mm -hmm. of it. Um, I'm not going to say great job, but... Great job? Pretty... <laughs> great job. Um, but a pretty good job. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed this episode. I'd watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'd definitely watch it again. Uncomfortableness and all. So I'm going to give it an 8.5. It's not the most awkward dinner party on television. That is the episode Dinner Party in season... Four of The Office? Season five of The Office. Mm. Dinner party. Mm. It's the most awkward dinner party of ever on television. Maybe the most awkward and most wonderful episode of television ever created. Interesting. I'll I'll just I know I haven't seen that one. Um, Painfully uncomfortable. Let's do MVPs. There's only one right answer. Frankie? No. Herman? Herman. Mm. I went with Frankie because he's my boy. 
and he brought everyone together at the end. Mm-hmm. Herman is adorable, and he was delightful, mm-hmm. but Herman, or no, Frankie was the one that got everyone together and had everyone talk about their thankful things. It's late. My words are failing. Their thankfulness. Their thankfulness. Their gratitude. Yes. Yeah, that is true. He does do that, and he's just a delight. I like his the way he speaks and the cadence and I like that he's mm. this mountain of a man and he speaks in poetry. He's just a real um, warrior, warrior poet. You've, you've convinced me. I want to give it to Frankie. Yeah, I feel like every time Herman shows up, he's great. But then he's overshadowed by Frankie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whatever it is. Like, he steals the shampoo. I am shamefaced. But then Frankie does the... That's adorable. Or he's like... <laughs> I'll show you that scene later. Pray that I, my watch one slow. Pray that I am not. <laughs> he, he's got He's like I must cross the interstate for a gallon of milk for the tyke. He takes off his watch. Here is my watch. It is a little slow. Pray that I am not. <laughs> and then the last the last episode we talked about where he's like woofing. Herman's like woof. My my bark needs work. Mm. Woof woof. <laughs> but then Frankie throughout that whole episode is great. Yeah. And just like every time Herman's there, he's wonderful, but then Frankie's there just overshadowing him. I still think about sometimes how, like, after his analysis of the poem in that last episode, um, Turner goes, Outstanding, Frankie, outstanding. Anything else? Yes, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, thank you. Yeah, I feel like it has to be Frankie. Frankie, it is. Here to discuss a dating situation. (laughs) Amy, call the cops. Um, it's true. I think every episode where Frank- Frankie is prominently featured as not just the bully. Mm-hmm. He just steals oh, the show. he's a bully? Yeah, in season two. He sort of turns it around. Yeah. There's a whole episode a redemption about... Redemption story. There's a whole episode about him becoming friends with uh, Corey and Sean. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Yeah. Um, and this is the last time he will ever be MVP. That's really sad. It is super sad. Mm-hmm. Unless we give it to him in that, that episode. <laughs> Where probably he's not. in it for just a second. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Um, so yeah, uh, I am fairly certain. I could be wrong. I could be forgetting something. But goodbye, Verna. Goodbye, Frankie. Goodbye, Herman. Goodbye, uh, Luther. Go- well, yes. <laughs> goodbye, Luther. And goodbye, Chet, for the rest of this season. And Chet will only make a couple more appearances in the show mm-hmm. entirely. Which I'm not too sad about. No, I haven't liked Chet yet. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. That's a Chetism. That's it. Yes. That Might as sounds, well be. Sounds like a my dadism. Yes. <laughs> oh no, is your dad Chet Hunter? No. Maybe. It's quite possible. <laughs> you're, is he present and active of... in your life? Yes. Then he's not Chet. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Your your dad does kind of have the whole like it's ambiguous what his job is at any given time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's making money, you're just not sure how. Yep. Nice. Um, but yeah, so Frankie is MVP. Um, Herman is special mention. Herman, you are fantastic. Um, delicate flower who has stolen his heart <laughs> and all. Um, and then titles. I feel like it should be Boy Meets the Hutus and the Tootsies. Totally right. Even though he doesn't at all. I didn't necessarily want to write that. I went Boy Meets Rwanda. Mm. Um, but Hutus and Tootsies. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is the term that's used more. I feel like mm-hmm. cheese could be in there as well, <laughs> somewhere. Boy meets the Hutus and the Tootsies and a nice uh, Gruyere. <laughs> the Hutus and the Tootsies and Gruyere. 
boy meets Gruyere pecan log. <laughs> I still think Hutus and Tootsies is the, and tootsies is the way to go. Yeah. I was thinking the same. Colon but I, I wrote we'll, cheese we'll party. Colon cheese party. Yeah. Cheese boy meets really brings it all together. It is. This episode may be called Boys Meet Cheese. Could be. <laughs> um, but that's it. That's the episode. We did it. Wow. I love our celebratory tone every time we finish. <laughs> like, we actually did it. We, Against we are, all odds. Here we are. <laughs> we were in mid-season four of a podcast that we talked about doing for years. I think every time it's like, we're still doing it. Mm-hmm. Should be celebrated. Yeah. Like we're chasing our passion. Mm-hmm. We're doing a thing. We're having fun with it. Bishop we're, Cider Company, get at us. Get at us. Um, we're doing some branded content. If you haven't, if you slept on it, um, I watched Ribbon Rhythmic Gymnastics for the first time today. Uh-huh. How's um, that? And it was wonderful. It, I, The way the ribbons move looks kind of like CGI to me. I don't know why, but it's beautiful that they're like making something so fantastic so mm-hmm. go watch some rhythm- rhythmic gymnastics how does it make your soul feel <laughs> uh pretty fantastic um like it can form to other shapes like the ribbons do and fly like the ribbons do oh that's nice hmm. also if you've slept on it this is not ryth- rhythmic gymnastics it's it's much different than that i started i never finished what was available the second season so i started re-watching the umbrella academy oh. and it is just very good the second and i highly season recommend is it great. i watched like a few episodes and then i just feel like life got really busy mm-hmm. and so i never finished it but it's been like a year and so i'm like i'm just gonna start over mm-hmm. and kind of like i generally know the beats but it's just so good mm-hmm. I read the comic a long, long time ago. I got to a little bit past where the violin girl shows her powers and like learns about them. And I don't know how far into the show that is. In the show, that's kind of the first season. season. She she like knows about her powers and was like learning about them when I stopped. Spoiler reading. alert! If you haven't seen season one, I, yeah. I haven't seen season one. Violin so. girl is very obvious who that is. The first real scene of the opening credit sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's featured prominently, um, but it's very good. You should check it out. Hazel and Agnes's love story is the greatest love story ever told. It's really fun. Okay, I don't um, remember. Who those are. I don't remember anyone's name. I remember she works at a donut shop, and he's a time traveling assassin. Okay, time traveling assassin. I see. I know that one. And they fall in love. Ugh, she's precious. Time travel brother in the comic is really annoying, but kind of lovable. He's that way. He's like that way in the show too, but like. Even more so, because I feel like they just have more to fl- time to flesh everything out. Mm-hmm. Um, where he's just kind of like a jerk, but also you're like, okay, five. I'm a, I'm a fan. <laughs> five, yeah. Yep, I read the comic for a while, but I don't I don't remember. Yeah, that's good. Check it out. I don't have listener mail, but I did find a comment. On oh, gosh. A, just a random podcatcher website. I did, where, why were you on this website? I was just, I was like, did anybody else, like, I leave people leaving re- like reviews, anything like that, somewhere out there. And so I was just looking. Let me see if I can find it. I don't remember when this exactly I sent it to you. Uh, edit this a little bit. Here it is. This is from a student of mine that found out I had a podcast. And I'm going to leave his name out. But it says, hey, it's redacted. And I heard you swear. Shocked face, smiley face. Little funny emoji of a guy looking like he's like raising his hands. 
I and the love thing is, it. I, I don't that much. You don't. There's only a few episodes that you swear on. He doesn't say which episode. He doesn't leave an actual rating. Thanks a lot, Redacted. He just writes, hey, it's Blake and I heard you swear. <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty fantastic. And this little emoji face he made is pretty great. Oh, it is. Yeah, kids these days. The stuff they come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's that. If you listened to two weeks ago's episode, which wasn't out yet when he left this review, uh, he heard you swear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he would have. So we're sorry that we're sending Inspired a bad by example. you, actually. By yes. me? Mm-hmm. Oh. What about the Olympics. <laughs> the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so sorry that we're being bad examples. But we're not. Redacted. Oh, redacted. You have to beat me yeah, out. Yeah, I'm to beep you out. <laughs> oh, man. It's a cool name. It is a cool name. Redacted. Man, redacted thought of that. is a cool name. Right up there with, like, Daughtry and... <laughs> it's just so funny. I, I like it. Uh, Daughtry's a great name. It's just like... To be fair, that was their first go at children. <laughs> And after that, I think they're like, okay, we're going to jump into this music thing. Okay. So. Well, yeah. I, it does make sense. It's just, when you put them all together, it's very funny. It is funny. Mm-hmm. Some real, like, titans of music. Mm-hmm. What is Daughtry's big song, the one they had in the early 2000s? I'm Going Home, that one? I'm Going Home. Yeah. It was mostly famous because it was on American Idol. It was like their song when people would go home. Mm-hmm. And when they got voted off. It's true. I feel like there's another he one. He has another one about Superman. Oh, yeah. It's fine. Like most songs about Superman, I feel like they don't really know what they're talking about. Anyway, you should check us out on Instagram or Twitter. It's not over was the one I was thinking of. At BG World Fever. <laughs> or send us an email at bgworldfever at gmail.com if you have any thoughts or opinions or disagreements about the show. And all the things that we said, which at this point I don't even remember. Or if you just want to point out every time Cameron curses, that would be good too. If you're keeping a log of that. So I'd he can show his it. former students. <laughs> say, hey, here's all the times that I said bad things. Don't listen to these episodes. Don't do it. Cameron very rarely swears in real life. I think he swears in the show more than he does in real life. It's probably true. For, for comedy. <laughs> for comedy. Do it for the giggle. The chuckles. Yes, and the giggles. The jiggle, The jiggles and the giggles. <laughs> the jiggles. I'm, I'm done here. And the guckles. Um, that sounds horrible. We want to say a thank you to... a terrible to... mouthfeel to say that word. <laughs> we want to say thank you to Dizzy Parker. Um, Dizzy, thanks for letting us have the song <laughs> in the description. I hope we've given it. you some more views to make it worth it. Yes. Your name isn't being sullied by our attachment to it. It definitely is. Um, but yeah, if you check the description, you will find a link. That link will take you to the YouTube video that our song is from. And from there, you can find Dizzy all over the internet. Thank you, Dizzy. I just saluted. You did. <laughs> you didn't see that. You did a, a signature Corey Matthews salute. Mm-hmm. Hey. Did it again. Again, nobody saw. But that's all for uh, that's all we have. It's all from us here. <laughs> I don't. Know. Anyway, that's all that we have here at um, Boy Meets World Fever. So long, world. <laughs> so long, world. Bye. When this boy meets world.